From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Amy Keene, and this is FT News. Valiant was once considered a runaway success story and one which upended Big Pharma, but a series of crises engulfed the company this autumn that slashed nearly two-thirds off of its market value and forced Chief Executive Mike Pearson to tear up the company's outlook for 2016. David Crow, the senior U.S. business correspondent at the FT, has covered the shakeups in the pharma sector this year, and he joins me now in the studio. David, good to have you here. Thanks for having me. So before we talk about some of the driving factors behind uh, Valiant's downfall, can you talk a little bit about the core Valiant business model? Okay, so when Mike Pearson uh, became chief executive of Valiant in 2008, he had the chance to put in place a strategy that he had been pushing as a consultant at McKinsey. And basically it went something like this. Um, Big Pharma is spending too much. Um, It's not discovering any new drugs to replace all of these drugs that are going off. It's known as the patent cliff, that are losing patent protection. The the structure of Big Pharma is ill-suited to discovering new drugs, and that's best done by small, nimble biotechs, a bit like Silicon Valley, if if you like. Um, And he had the chance to put this in into action, if you like. And so he he became chief executive of Valiant. And rather than pursuing in-house science, he decided to grow by buying things. And and he went on a a sort of almighty deal spree that's never stopped. Each time he bought something, he would partly recoup the cost of that by um, slashing jobs and raising prices. And, And it's a model that has done incredibly well until very recently. But then fast forward to this fall when Hillary Clinton made a pledge to crack down on soaring drug prices if elected president. Yeah, Hillary was talking about, or Mrs. Clinton, I should say, was talking about uh, a different uh, company, Turing Pharmaceuticals, uh, this, which, we, you know, which is this small group that, that uh, dramatically hiked the price of a drug that's often given to aid sufferers. But Valiant uh, was seen as the uh, most egregious um, uh, you know, defender and, and uh, actor in terms of price hikes in big pharma. And so its shares took a, a, uh, an almighty battering. And that was sort of uh, part one, really, in, in the company's slide this autumn. I think that short sellers uh, who, who had large positions, um, short sellers are investors that better companies' stock price will fall. And I, I think uh, that, that short sellers saw their, uh, their open, if you like, their moment, And so uh, a couple of pieces of very influential research came out that alleged that Valiant, either wittingly or unwittingly, controlled a a network, a vast network of pharmacies that had effectively been boosting its sales fraudulently. And and one um, uh, short seller compared it to Enron. And and this sort of proved disastrous uh, for, for the company. And Wall Street seemed to really perk up on the news Valiant was making in October. What happened? So um, perhaps the uh, most embarrassing moment from Mike Pearson was he had uh, a personal loan from Goldman Sachs um, and as collateral he'd pledged a a lot of Valiant shares, 1.3 million uh, Valiant shares. Now um, one of the covenants in that loan um, was linked to the share price of the company. Uh, The share price fell below that, that level and Goldman called in the loan uh, Mike Pearson couldn't pay it. Uh, and then he was, uh, you know, the company uh, basically 
Goldman Sachs sold his entire stake. No one knew that it was Goldman Sachs, but everyone knew that somebody was dumping 1.3 million shares and uh, people thought a big investor was liquidating its position and everyone ran for the exit. And it's been pretty tough going for the company ever since. And in addition to to this sort of wide sell-off of Valiant shares, the company's also struggling with a massive debt load. It's got $31 billion of debt. That's a sort of factor of having bought all of these companies. What you've got to remember is that with a normal drug company, the catalyst for earnings is discovering a new drug. You know, you, you find a drug, it's going to be a blockbuster, and, 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 and you sell it, and it has a billion dollars of sales or whatever a year, and, and, and that's how you make your money. Valiant didn't have this, uh, this sort of catalyst, if you like. It, it could only grow by buying things, and, and, it, and it sort of uh, benefited from very uh, sort of loose debt markets and, and managed to borrow huge amounts of money. Now there's a question as to whether it can pay that off. So how is how is Valiant stock performing this week? So Valiant stock is is has performed quite well this week. It's up up about thirteen percent over the last five days, and and it's getting close to this hundred dollar mark. I mean, it's worth remembering that in August it was nearer sort of two hundred and sixty dollars. So it's still a, a huge decline. But people think if it can can attain this one hundred dollar mark, that could provide some support for the stock. As as I see it, I think that they have quite successfully countered. The central claim of short sellers, which is that Philidor um, was at the center of an accounting fraud and that the vast majority of prescriptions made through this network of pharmacies were bogus. Um, what we've seen since uh, Philidor closed down, um, basically Valiant cut its relationship and, and Philidor was forced to shut down. What we've seen is a spike in prescriptions of Valiant's products at other pharmacies. Now, to my mind, that shows that the, at least the vast majority of those prescriptions weren't bogus. That doesn't close the matter, however. There's still lots of uh, questions about compliance. Were Philidor staff tampering with prescriptions? That's illegal to, uh, to get reimbursed by insurers. So there's still a lot of questions. But even if they can successfully put this fraud uh, claim behind them and dispel that, the question remains, what happens now the music has stopped? They're not going to be able to borrow... Uh, in any way in terms of, of, of the sort of rates that they got in the past or the huge sums that they managed to borrow. And now that they can't buy things, and now they have to run their company, just like any other big pharma company, but they don't have that pipeline, they don't have those in-house research capabilities, how are they going to survive and how are they going to prosper? And that's the question that I don't think they've answered and that they're not going to answer for some time. And it seems there have been some disagreements among Valiant's better-known investors. What's happened there? So Valiant is sort of disparagingly known as a hedge fund hotel for the the, the large numbers of, share, of shareholders that are hedge funds. Bill Ackman is probably the best known. I think he's the number two shareholder uh, or Pershing Square his vehicle is. And then um, Jeffrey Urban's Value Act, um, which was a very early backer of, uh, of Valiant. It's worth pointing out that Jeff Urban, he bought into Valiant you know, back in 2000 and six or seven or something, and his return is about 3,000% today. So it's still, still been a good bet for him. But uh, Jeff Ubin and Bill Ackman do not get on. Jeff Ubin can't stand Bill Ackman. He thinks that he's attracted a lot of this heat, that his media-friendly persona, and the fact that a lot of these short sellers who are going after Valiant also have a rivalry or a perceived rivalry with, with Bill Ackman. They think that really they're just trying to go after Bill and, and not after the company. And, and so there's this sort of like 
you know, disagreement among the top shareholders about how to proceed. I mentioned that Valiant tore up its guidance, its outlook for 2016. What, what does the future hold for Valiant? So Valiant tore up its guidance for two reasons. One, the demise of Philidor meant that for a while it was filling a lot of prescriptions for free. You know, people that were getting their medicine through Philidor, once it closed its doors, would not have been able to get it. So Valiant was just shipping the drug for free. The other big one is that they are having to dole out huge uh, incentive packages to their middle-ranking executives to try and stop them from leaving the company. So like a sort of six-figure um, you know, uh, retention package for staying for two years, you know, high six figures. So it's sort of quite a, quite a big, chunky, uh, you know, when you pay a lot of people that. So the people are expecting the fourth quarter to be a complete disaster, frankly. The real question is what guidance do they give? How quickly do they think that they can write the ship? You know, at what point in 2016 do things start to stabilize? And that's the main question going forward. You can read the full story at ft.com forward slash valiant. Thanks, David. 